is happening, people of the interwebs? It is Todd Frazier, and we are back with another episode of Jesus and Coffee. Because you know what? Uh, we got coffee, and uh, I got Jesus. I don't know about you. Uh, we're going to talk about it. So, uh, 4th of July weekend just passed. Um, I don't know if you've heard the last, the previous episode, uh, just talking about everything leading up to things being shut down, and specifically about the not singing in church and you know, persecution's coming. It's I, I still don't know that I think it's here yet, but there's man, there's a lot uh, there's a lot going on in this country and in America. There is so much anger and there's so much confusion and literally, literally so much confusion. No answers to anything. Uh, and the more that I'm I'm looking around and I'm just kind of observing what's happening, uh, you you really kind of have to start wondering and, and processing like what what's the next step? What do we, what do we do? I'm always, you know me, I'm, I'm an action person. I'm, I'm all about do things. I'm, I'm all about, let's take a step. Let's not just talk about it. Let's be about it. Let's do a thing. Let's go do that thing. And so I, I keep asking people, I'm like, what do we do about this? What do you think we do about this? And, uh, there's, there's a lot of things that come to mind and there's a lot of different opinions. And so something that we actually did this literally last night, um, but this weekend we watched Hamilton. It's available now on Disney Plus. Quick plug for Disney Plus is as if they need it. But um, uh, it's available on Disney Plus, and we watched Hamilton last night. I had not seen. I didn't know much about it other than I knew it was minority actors playing all white roles, with the exception of King George. Which which King George, phenomenal. That that part is play. It's so funny. We laughed out loud so many times. Anyways, um, so we watched this and. With our current culture, with everything going on, with Black Lives Matter and with COVID and with uh, riots and with uh, protests, there's there's so much happening right now. And in this current culture, it sets you up to to watch something like that. And and I'm thinking to myself, like, what is this going to be? Now I I, I realize that it, it was made years before all of this has taken place. But based on everything that's being said right now, the the things that are coming out about this, all of the the tension in America is not new. There it's it they say it's been here a long time. And so I'm I'm kind of expecting that we're gonna go in and we're gonna watch Hamilton. And it's gonna be this like Woo, it's it's gonna be heavy. We watched it, we brought, had the kids sit down and we did it together and we were just kind of watching this, not knowing a whole lot about it. Now we watched it and I'll tell you that I was blown. It was so good. It was so good. the The singing was amazing, as would be ex, as you would expect. The set and the and the way that they did it because it was a very simple set, but it was like artistically. I thought it was very cool the way that they did it. And as far as everything I did, because I did a little bit of research before we watched it, and they followed the history fairly closely. They they took a few artistical. Um, uh, representations of some things, but in general, they stuck to the history and, and some history. I didn't really know about the beginnings of America and how that all happened. And, and just kind of the, the story a little bit more about the founding fathers and, and, and the kind of things in that, in that era that, that we're kind of relating a little bit to today. They do it artistically. I think it was fun. I think it was, 
actually informative and it actually made me read a little bit more history and kind of understanding the history of Alexander Hamilton and that he necessarily wasn't a, you know, a phenomenal human being. However, he got a lot done for the country in his partnership with George Washington and, uh, and then his rivalry with Thomas Jefferson and Aaron Burr, which ultimately led to his death. But anyways, I'm ruining the whole story for you, but it's history. You should already know this if you're an American and if you're not, uh, check it out. It's interesting, but I'm watching this show and I'm thinking, so where do we stand as Christians when we oppose the view of those in power? And I think a lot of us are sitting in this space right now where we say, I don't agree with what's happening. Specifically, what we talked about last episode about the no singing in church. What do we, what do, we do about that? We followed these guidelines that have come out about not meeting together. At least many of us have. We followed the the with respect, the recommendations about face coverings and all the things that are going on with this COVID disease that we don't necessarily know about. Many churches have reached out within this racial divide that um, is making an attempt to repair whatever is broken within that um, relation, within those relationships uh, between uh, tense racial um, divides. There, there's a lot that that we we look at this and we say, and and I I step back as a Christian and I read Scripture and I read Jesus's words and I read the apostles and the stories and the letters in the New Testament, and I say, this kind of all comes back to the sin issue of we are all selfish, we're all looking out for our own, we're not loving one another like Jesus told us to love them, and one of the things Jesus said is the the. Uh, I'm paraphrasing. I don't have the verse in front of me. I probably should have it, but I don't have it in front of me right now. But um, the, um, you know, what? I'm going to look it up because I'm right here. I'm going to John 15, 13. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend. Greater love has no one than this to lay down one's life for one's friend, to give your life for others. That's the greatest love, which is what Jesus did for all of us. Now, I read that and I think, man, we're not being humble. We're not loving one another. We are angry. We're pointing fingers. We're pulling things down. We're burning buildings. We're fighting in the streets. We're shooting. I heard a bunch, I heard uh, stories about a bunch of shootings over Fourth of July weekend across the country. Um, it just, it's craziness. And it doesn't map to me in what I see how Christians... Now, I'm not saying that all these people are Christians. That's I don't want you to hear me say all this and think, well, these Christians are doing all this. I'm, I'm not saying that at all. But I'm saying, how do we? where do we go from here as Christians? Where do we react? What's the next step for us? And it really took me, as I'm watching the Hamilton uh, movie this weekend, well, the, the musical, but in um, on the movie screen at home, what do we think about revolution what do we even think about how our country was founded? How do we deal with that? Because it takes me to passage in Romans, and there's a there's a, a story in the Babylon Bee this week that because we got to get our Babylon Bee in, right? You can't. It's not Jesus and coffee these days without a Babylon Bee. But related to last week, we talked about the no singing in church, and I was actually talking with a pastor this morning about the no singing in church, and his comment was, "We sang." We sang in church. We followed the guidelines with social distancing. We we had face coverings. We were outside. We sang. We we're gonna sing. There there comes a point where you have to draw a line, and I feel like that's very if you're doing the things that they're asking you to do. But at some point, you're like, okay, now you're now you're infringing too far. 
But this story from the Babylon Bee relates to that. It says, California unveils lion's den for Christians who sing in church. <laughs> and I think I think a lot of us feel like it. that's where this is going. They're, they're going to get to the point where there is a extreme penalty that does not fit the crime for singing in church, which this is a silly example. This I, I would be uh, blown away if this actually was to take place. However, there's lots of people that are feeling like that's what's happening. That's where we're heading. And I want to take an example from the early church and, and kind of, I, I don't have an answer for this question that I posed at the beginning is what do we do with government? How do we react to revolution? How do we, how do we really encapsulate how we respond as Christians to some of these really, really extreme stances and the, the evil that exists on this planet and the injustice that's being done across our country. What do we do about that? And it takes me to, I mean, the, the thing about this lion's den thing for people singing in church, it's silly. It's silly. But if we go to Romans 13, which is the passage, this is uh, Romans is, is Paul who was the greatest Jew, which then had a, had a run in with Jesus on a road, on the road to Damascus and he was blinded. And then he came to faith and actually became a Christian. He went to the other side. He went from killing Christians to making Christians. And he's writing to the Roman, to people in Rome, the Roman church who at the time, funny that I see this Babylon B article about uh, a pit for Christians to be fed to lions, a lion's den, because that's what Romans did to Christians in those days. So the Christian church in Rome was under immense persecution. It wasn't like they were just told, you can't sing in church. They were told, if you're a Christian, we're going to just feed you some to some animals. It's over for you. Like that's the kind of persecution that we have never experienced in America. We've never seen that. There has not been that kind of persecution in in America. And I, I read this, this verse in Romans 13, and it starts off in, in verse one of Romans 13. It says, let everyone be subject to the governing authorities for there is no authority except that which God has established. The authorities that exist have been established by God. Now I know we've talked about this verse before. We've, we've actually talked about this when we were first talking about, should you, or should you not open your doors of the church? And this was the same verse. I feel like we're having the same conversation over and over and over. But as this gets more and more intense, or at least seeming more intense, I feel like there's there's more that we should read into that because now I'm 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 feeling I'm watching the Hamilton thing, and I'm saying American wouldn't exist without these wars and these people that died and these people that killed the people that died, the Americans that killed the British and the British that killed the Americans. How how do we do we deal with that? Because at some point we decide, do we stand up or do we not? And that may turn into physical confrontation. What do we do? Down further in Romans 13, right here, uh, it Paul it's entitled Love Fulfills the Law, verses 8 and 9, through uh, 8, 9, and 10. So Romans 13, verse 8. Let no debt remain outstanding except the continuing debt to love one another. For whoever loves others has fulfilled the law. The commandments, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not murder, you shall not steal, 
you should not covet, and whatever other command there may be are summed up in this one command. Love your neighbor as yourself. Verse 10, love does no harm to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfillment of the law. And I read that and I'm, I'm, I'm compelled to say love is the answer. Love fulfills the law. But do we stand up for the injustice? And there's another section in, in here where it talks about the government and it talks about that in verse three, it says for rulers hold no terror for those who do right, but for those who do wrong, do you want to be free from fear of the one in authority? Then do what is right and you will be commended. So follow the rules, be a good citizen. And then it comes down here further and it says, it, it talks about the government having a sword. And it says, um, verse four, for, for the one in authority is God's servant for your good. But if you do wrong, be afraid for rulers do not bear the sword for no reason. They are God's servants, agents of wrath to bring punishment on the wrongdoer. So in that sense, the government exists or intended to exist to protect injustice, to do what needs to be done to punish those here on earth that have done things that are wrong. But where's that line? And I, I really, I really don't know what the answer is on this. I know that love is the answer as far as how we deal one-on-one. But when we get in these situations, when we've got mobs of people that are angry, they have guns, they have bad intentions and they've been stuck inside for so long. Like, what do we do about that? I know the answer, the answer to me for the first step of what we do is we, we love one another. We love God. We love people. It's that simple. We talk about it. We try and be reasonable, even though sometimes the people that we're talking with may not be reasonable. We try to have the conversation and yet we need to be firm in what we believe. We need to be confident in knowing that God is in control. And if at some point, We have to, as it says in John 15, lay down one's life for one's friend. I don't know. Like, where do we, where do we go on that? If you, if you guys have answers to that, I'd be interested to hear what your take is because I've never been in the military. Most of my family's never been in the military. So I don't have this real diverse concept of, what it's like to be connected to that. But I do have this feeling, this innate urge to say, if something is being done wrong, we need to do something about it. We can't just sit by and let injustice happen. Now we have to, it has to really be injustice though, which is the part I feel like we're, we're teetering on not actually seeing injustice. We're just joining a mob. And, and by we, I don't mean, Christians, I don't mean me, I don't mean my family, I'm just saying the country. Like, it feels like uh, there's just so much unknown, yet we're acting like it's known. We're treating opinions for facts, we're trading um, feelings for truth, and that's dangerous, because you can get whooped up in a hurry, especially if you just watch 24-hour news. You can... 
you can get really jacked up um, real fast with narratives that may have no basis in, in actual fact. And that's why I always come back to the Bible. And I don't know the answer. I watched Hamilton, fantastic movie, amazing singing. And actually, it inspired me to say, I need to go speak. I need to do more podcasts. I need to do more uh, conversations with friends. I, I really need to talk more, share my story, and share scripture more, which is weird coming out of that. But I think it really does. It does something to say, we as a nation... These, these dudes said, we don't want to stand for King George and the tyranny, the, the tyranny and just all of this, 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 these things that are being imposed and we're being controlled and I wasn't there. So I don't know, was it actually a scriptural, like, was this a stand because of this or was it, was the Bible justification for things? And I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't there, but I'm here now and now's what we can deal with and now's what's important. So what do you do? What are you going to do? I'm going to do more of this. I'm going to do more of scripture. I'm going to respect the authorities, yet if they tell me I can't sing in church and I can go to a I can go to a gathering where I'm less than 100 people and I'm socially distant with respect to what they're asking, I'm going to sing. And if if that causes me to get into trouble, then that kind of trouble is just persecution. Then we're really talking about persecution. Then we can maybe relate a little better to the Roman, the church in Rome, um, the early Christians. Because we have no idea what's happening around the world if you're in America and you're feeling like this is persecution. But you have to make a stand on where you have to pick your line. And I think you need to be prayerful about it. I think you need to be in scripture and you need to be reading. I think you'd be talking to your family and your pastors and, and, and the people around you. And we need to be slow to speak and quick to listen. Slow to speak and quick to listen, listen to other people, listen to their perspectives, listen to their experience, but nobody's experience or perspective is better than the experience and perspective that we see in the Bible, that we read from Jesus, that we read from his disciples. Go to the word, check for yourself. Somebody says something that's in scripture. You think that sounds a little weird? Go check it out. You can, it's free on the internet guys. Even if you don't have a Bible with you, if you don't have one in hand, it's still free. You can go get it. It's not hard. All right, guys, that's it. Well, I, I, I'm sorry. I don't have an answer. I wish I had an answer for this one. But I think the answer is love your neighbor, go to scripture, and stand up for injustice, but be careful because it's a slippery slope. And as the church, we need to be the best example that we can be. Lord, thank you for this time. Thank you for these these fellow Christians and non-Christians that are listening to this, Lord, anybody that hears us, we just pray that you would bless them. We pray that you would speak to them through your word and that, Lord, that you would just um, be with each and every one of us as we go. We love you. We thank you. We ask that your name would be praised and we ask that um, all of this be done in your name. Amen. All right, guys, drink up, be blessed. We'll see you on the next episode.
Thanks for checking out the Jesus and Coffee podcast. We're really excited that you're here with us. Make sure to subscribe on iTunes or wherever you're listening to this. And if you have any uh, any feedback you'd like to give us, leave us a review, as many stars as you like, but comment and give us some an idea of what you're getting out of this or what you'd like to hear differently. Also, you can email us, jesusandcoffeeshow at gmail.com. You can get us there, or you can go to the website, jesusandcoffeeshow.com, and it takes you there. You can find all the episodes. You can find our YouTube channel. You can find all the things. We are really blessed to have you as part of our community. We want to get out there, talk about Jesus. We want to drink coffee and spread the gospel as we're called to do in Matthew 28 as Christians. Thanks so much for being here. And this has been the Jesus and Coffee Show. I'm Todd Frazier. Drink up and be blessed.